Welcome to the podcast of Ben Kruska, where every Wednesday there's a fresh word of faith and victory for your life. Now, here's Ben Kruska. Hey, welcome back to another podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing this. Today, we're going to talk about seven truths of generosity, seven keys for the generous. Hope uh, you're a generous person watching or listening. And uh, if not, um, you will be. <laughs> no, but uh, generosity is one of those things we can always grow in, but it's also one of those things that the more you practice it, the more you get joy from it. And I uh, want to share seven things that I've learned about generosity that will encourage you and uh, that will um, help you live a life of fulfillment and a life of great joy. Number one, a giver shows where his heart is at. And a non-giver also shows where his heart is at. One of the main truths of generosity and giving and money management and stewardship is that what Jesus said in Matthew 6, um, it's in verse 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Some people think it says that where your heart is, there your treasure will be. But Jesus says that where you send your treasure, that's where your heart follows. Meaning that through the direction that we send our money in, uh, we reveal the direction that our heart is going in. In other words, when you uh, invest in real estate or in nice cars or whatever it may be, it shows that your heart is steering in that direction. Uh, nothing wrong with those things. But let's have our main thing be the kingdom of God. That when we put the kingdom of God first and when we steer our treasure into the kingdom of God, it reveals our heart being in the kingdom of God. It doesn't just reveal our heart, but it steers our heart into that direction. Uh, steering our affection into, into that direction. Where your treasure is, there your heart will follow. So you reveal your heart. And you reveal and you steer your heart, putting your heart in the proper place with having affection for heavenly things, affection, set your affection on things above, Jesus said, the Bible says in Colossians 3, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. One way to keep your heart in the right place, having the right affections um, is by our giving. And somebody said that when uh, everything means nothing, God can give you everything. Basically, when the kingdom of God is number one in your life, like Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, he said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Basically, if everything means nothing, God can give you everything else. When the kingdom means everything, God can add everything else. Um, Solomon had that. When he showed the Lord his, his heart, his heart motive, he said, Lord, give me wisdom to steward your people well. And God said, because you asked for wisdom to lead my people, I also not just give you wisdom, but also give you riches. Um, so all these other things were added to him because his heart was in the right place. Later, his heart went a different place where he started loving many foreign women and um, he lost uh, his royal place. So we have to make sure that our heart is and stays um, in the kingdom and our affections are and stay in the things of God's kingdom. So basically, if you don't give into the kingdom, why would you be a leader in the kingdom? 
In other words, what we could compare it with is as a husband or as a wife in a marriage. If you don't give into the marriage, uh, how would you expect your marriage to flourish? Same with the kingdom of God. <clears throat> that if you don't give into that relationship, that kingdom relationship with the Lord, that that relationship showing honor and showing putting value on the Lord and on his his domain on his kingdom, then how can you say I truly love the Lord? Like Second Corinthians 8 talks about this. It talks about proving our love. Paul writes to the Corinthians and he uses um, the church in Macedonia as an example of radical generosity to stir up the Corinthians saying, look at their example. Look at the way they're giving. And he says um, in verse 24 of 2 Corinthians 8, he says, therefore, show to them, Corinthians, show those Macedonians and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. Talking about their generosity. Prove your love, he says. Don't just talk to talk, walk to walk. Um, I think it's easy to say I love, but when you start showing it by your deeds and actions, that's when you have that proof of your love. Um, and generosity is such a crucial factor in that. Um, that brings me to my second point, and that's giving is one of the best qualities of God's nature. Giving is one of the best qualities of God's nature. In other words, that when we give, when we uh, practice generosity, when we flow in that heart of generosity of God, we really reveal a piece of God's nature that is so powerful and so beautiful and so fulfilling. This world flows in the stream of selfishness and greed and hoarding. Uh, I heard somebody say, Satan steals, man hoards, but God gives. Um, if you're, a th I hope you're not a thief, because when you are, then you're in that flow of Satan. But man hoards. It's easy for, for people to be selfish and to be greedy and to keep to themselves what they want to keep to themselves. But when you have generosity, you really reflect God's nature. God so loved the world that he gave. You know, the Father gave His best. Jesus gave His life. Jesus gave us His Spirit and His power. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and power and grace. You know, He gives us comfort. He gives us help in time of need. God is a giver. You can't separate God from generosity. So, if we're Christians, if we're followers of Christ, disciples of Christ, generosity is not something that we do on a Sunday. Generosity is like, it's in our heart. It's not something squeezed out of us because we listen to a podcast, some Dutch guy talking about generosity. No, generosity flows forth from us. It's who we are. It's in our DNA. It's in our nature because we have the nature of God inside of us. So... Giving is one of the best qualities of God's nature. And the Bible says that we have God's nature. In Peter, he says, we are partakers of the divine nature. So we have, the, we have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which should reflect in generosity. We can be stingy. We can be greedy. We must be liberal, generous, open-handed, sowers, scattering abroad, watering our world. Not just speaking 
words of, oh, God bless you and, you know, uh, may the Lord help you. No, actually being people that open-handedly, generously, with an open heart of love, pour out water on others, pour out blessing on others. Bless to be a blessing. Number three, giving is not just for Sundays. Giving is a lifestyle. Some people think they're a giver because they tithe. Let me tell you, tithing is not even giving. The Bible talks about bring the tithe into the storehouse. It doesn't say give your tithe. Tithing is not giving because tithing is returning to God what already belongs to Him. Tithing is returning to God what simply already belongs to Him. The first 10% is His. The first fruit is His. It's already His. And when we tithe, we just recognize that everything is His. And we give the first part to honor Him so that the rest is blessed. So when we tithing, we're not actually stepping into generosity yet. We're just returning to God what already belongs to Him. We're not stealing from God. But then when we go over and above, when we break in our alabaster jars, or when we uh, um, just go over and above and become sowers of seed and uh, a blessing to our world, a channel of blessing, not just on a Sunday, but as a lifestyle, that the people around you get blessed. That's when you really start getting into this heart and this vein and this river of generosity. And that's where the joy comes in. That's where Jesus said, you know, like it's more blessed to give than to receive. Meaning it's more fulfilling to give than to receive. And I don't know about you, but I like receiving. I really enjoy receiving. I like, you know, people giving to me. It's it's fun. It's nice. It's enjoyable. But I found it more fulfilling I found it true what Jesus said. It's more blessed to give. I found it so fulfilling in my life to be a blessing to people around me, to be a blessing in the kingdom of God, to be a blessing to my brothers and sisters in Christ, to be a blessing to family members, to be a blessing to my wife and my kids. What a joy that is. And that's not about uh, a Sunday thing. That's a lifestyle. A lifestyle that when the Holy Spirit nudges your heart, hey, bless this person, hey, give your car away, hey, give this to this person, that then you follow in that and there's such a joy in there. Uh, I mentioned giving a car away. We've done that a sev- several times now, my wife and I, and what a joy that has been. Won't be the last cars we give away personally. We've done it from the ministry, but also us personally. Um, and not just old crappy cars, you know, <laughs> good cars. And one of those, the person we gave it to still drives around in it. And it's a great blessing. And every time we see him driving around, it's like, man, what a joy to see that. Or, you know, some buying somebody a suit for a wedding. Or, you know, like giving somebody something that they really like. It's just a joy to do that. And once you step into that, you start being a partaker of that joy. In the, in the homes, I want to encourage you, if you're married... Bless your wife. Bless your husband. Do something, you know, just because. Outside of the birthday, outside of the anniversary thing. You know, just surprise them. Be a blessing. What a, what a, what a joy will that bring into your home. Your kids, take them to the toy store. It doesn't even have to cost, you know, a fortune. Take them out for ice cream. Just bless them. And watch what a joy it will bring in the house. Happy wife, happy life. Number four, givers don't keep a calculator of their own giving. True givers, I believe in budgeting. I believe in being a good steward. 
but some people never are able to freely give because they're so stuck to certain natural budget. Have a budget. Be a good steward. But when your heart is stirred to give, don't shoot that down. Because that's just natural. We can't just be natural. We're, we're, we're people of supernatural economy. We're of a supernatural flow. So have a good budget. But when the Lord speaks or when your heart is stirred, or when you feel, you know, like, man, I want to I wanna do something, then your natural mind will tell you, oh, you can't because it doesn't fit in the budget. I would, I would highly recommend following that nudging and that excitement and just stepping out, launching out into the deep and casting your nets. And watch what a net-breaking boat sinking load of fish you'll bring in by actually going over and above in your giving. But not just doing the safe thing, because some people never really actually give. Because sometimes you give when it hurts you. You know, you give where it's like, ooh, that's uncomfortable. A, 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 a giving of sacrifice in a way. And, and you don't always do this. And it's not like something you should be doing all the time. But sometimes the Lord will stir you to do that. And always because he has a harvest in mind for you. But even regardless of the harvest, the harvest will come. But even regardless of the harvest, the joy of stepping out and doing that and being a blessing will be so great. We'll get to that in a second. It's freeing in a way. It's freeing, liberating you of that natural life, that natural limited mindset. The Lord's showing you He's greater than your budget. He's bigger than your natural calculator. He has ways of providing for you that you could never calculate or never imagine. But some people have always lived in a safe zone and have never seen God move in that sense because they've always, you know, just done what they could calculate. It's time for some great radical testimonies. But radical testimonies don't come in the safe zone. They come from the uncomfort zone. From the obedience zone. Where you do something in obedience to the Lord. And usually something that makes your head spin. And it will liberate you of your own small thinking. It will liberate you of your own limitations. And you'll step into the God thing. Number five. True prosperity is not measured by how much you have. Some people uh, say, well, I don't like this giving message and the prosperity gospel, whatever that may be, because, you know, people abuse it or whatever. And they look at somebody and they, ha they have this and they have that and they brag about all the stuff they have. That's one, not what this thing is about. God will radically bless you when you're a giver. Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. You know, when you sow radically, you reap radically. Those who sow in tears will reap with joy, carrying their sheaves of harvest. A harvest comes guaranteed from sowing seed. So you will have much. Prosperity is a kingdom law. But true prosperity is not measured by how much you have. It's measured by how much you're able to. To give. So true generous people don't 
really necessarily focus on all the blessings they get. They rejoice over all the blessings they're able to release into others. When you have that focus, then you actually have what Third John talks about, verse two. Beloved, I pray that you may be that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God wants to prosper you. God wants to prosper you materially, physically, emotionally, but He wants to also prosper your soul. And some people are still, you know, focused on the material. God will bless you radically in that realm, but. Truly, the great key of generosity is in that it's focused on being a channel of blessing to others. That's what I aim for. That's my goal. Somebody, some people say, hashtag goals. I'm, I'm going to buy this car. I'm gonna, you know, it's great. Awesome. And, and I'll rejoice with you when you get that car. But really, is that your goal in life? My goal is to feed hungry people. My goal is to reach the lost at any cost. My goal is to build churches and to, to build Bible schools and to build orphanages and to lay up treasure in heaven, to help hurting, dying, sighing, crying, suffering humanity with the, with the power of Jesus Christ. You know, that, that's, that's true joy. That's true fulfillment. And, and that's true prosperity, being enabled to give radically into that, using my finances, to be a blessing to a hurting world. And and when I have that focus, all the cars will come, all the houses, all that stuff, all that 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 all those things are added to you. But those are not my hashtag goals. My hashtag goals are millions of souls, the harvest, the hurting, the broken, bringing them in. My house must be filled. That's 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 the goal. And when you have the right perspective, all the other stuff actually comes to you like a magnet. Have the right perspective. Number six, giving keeps your heart soft. Continually letting that water flow through you, like Proverbs 11 says, 24, verse 24. It says, those who water others will be watered themselves. When you let the waters of generosity and the blessing of God flow out of you to others, it softens the soil of your heart. It keeps you from getting a hard, selfish, greedy heart. You'll be so, you'll you have a soft heart to flow with the Holy Spirit. This is how I learned to flow in the anointing. By giving, by the Lord speaking to me. Hey, give your shoes to this person. Hey, I want you to give this person a car. Hey, I want to I want you to give this person a few hundred bucks. You know, learning in the little things. Faithful with the little, God makes you ruler over much. If you're not faithful with unrighteous mammon, who will entrust to you the true riches? So it's so important that we that we that we step out in that flow. It will soften a heart to flow in the bigger things. A soft heart. A soft heart. Love flowing through us. The love of God flowing through us to others. Through generosity. Man, when you bless someone else, it's that love showering on them, watering them. And as they are being watered, you'll be watered yourself. It softens you. It keeps you. And at the last one, number seven, giving results in great joy and fulfillment. Great joy and fulfillment. Man, isn't that true? It's more blessed to give than to receive. What a joy it is to be a blessing. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 
verse 11, that when we give, that you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Meaning this, that when we give to others, it, it causes thanksgiving in them. Thank you, Lord, for providing for me. But also in you. When you lose focus of self and actually focus on others, and, and Lord, you wake up with that perspective, Lord, make me a blessing today. I have the blessing of Abraham, and in through Christ in me, all, the, all my nation will be blessed. When you wake up with that focus, Lord, who can I be a blessing today? Who can I water today? What a, what a fulfilled life you live. What a sad life to live focused on self, focused on your own needs. Jesus said, don't worry about your life. Your father takes care of you. Get free from that small life and start living a large life. A life that looks up at the fields that are white for harvest, ripe for harvest, and say, Lord, I want to be a blessing to my world today. And when you start with your finances, before you know it, it starts flowing in every other area of your life. And you start flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. You start flowing in the power of the Holy Ghost. You start flowing in, in boldness to reach the lost. But let's be faithful with the little things and watch God make us ruler over much. You know, generous heart in our finances causes us, causes our heart to be prepared to also be generous givers with the gift that God places on our life spiritually. And what a life of fulfillment you live when you start stepping out in that. I'm so thankful that I was taught these, these truths even from a young age in my Christian walk. And what an enrichment it has been in my life, in my wife's life. And I'm thankful for all the experiences we've had in generosity. But man, I'm looking forward to doing much, much more in the years to come. And this year, we're believing for double, not just double for ourselves, but double uh, blessing flowing through us. That God enables us more and more to water others. And uh, already stepping out in that, what a joy. And I want to challenge everyone listening to believe God for big things this year. Believe God for, to expand your territory and make a deal with the Lord. Lord, the more you bless me, the more I be a blessing. And don't just say, that will happen later. Start today. Start today by being a blessing to uh, people that have blessed you, people around you, the kingdom of God, into your church, into you know uh, uh, the kingdom of God and uh, ministries that have blessed you. And uh, step out in that and watch God give you great joy and fulfillment in your life. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed it, take a screenshot, share it on your social media. Let other people know uh, about the podcast and we see you next week. God bless you. Have the best week. See you later. Thanks for listening to today's message. To be notified of new episodes, just hit the subscribe button. And to connect with Ben on social media, you can find him at Ben Kruska on Instagram and Facebook. See you next week.